This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, thumbs up for Edward. We do this podcast for you. It's called the Alan Jerry Podcast. Like a post, I don't know what we call it. What's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, so uh, yesterday we discussed that I was heading to the dentist after I'm, the. I, you know, I was going to ask you this yeah. morning and I said, nope, that was a podcast thing. I'm going to wait right. to get the response. Podcast. I said I was going to the dentist. I was concerned that. Uh, you know, you had told me about uh, eating sunflower seeds on the ride home to keep me awake, which it does awesomely. Yeah. But the shells are hard unless they've been sitting in your mouth for a long time. Then they soften up. But when you first put the shells in, your, you know, the, the sunflower seeds in your mouth, you want to start cracking them right away and start eating. Yeah. So I was, uh, you know, I got in the habit of cracking them on the same teeth on the right side of my jaw. And I was concerned of I'm not sure what phrase I you use. You call it micro fractures, micro chips, yeah, micro fractures in my teeth yeah. from uh, cracking these shells. So I did my dental exam. They did clean the teeth. They said everything looks good. Any questions? And I almost wasn't going to say anything because I didn't want him to look for trouble. But he's your brother-in-law. He's my brother-in-law. And I said, "Oh yeah." I go. Remember, I asked you. Told you I've been eating a lot of sunflower seeds. I go, uh, can you just check my teeth there? I said, because I'm using the same thing. So he goes, uh, yeah. So he takes a look. He goes, yeah. He goes, you're fine. They're teeth. He goes, your teeth are very strong. <laughs> yes. I said, yeah. I said, I don't know. Just see. He goes, he goes, he goes first. He goes, are you crunching on the shells? <laughs> <laughs> I go, well, I'm cracking the shells. Right. Crack them, open them, eat the seeds, spit the shell out. Yeah. And he said, no, you're, you're fine. Your teeth are very strong. You yes. Know? I said, oh, I go, what about this? I said, I'm also eating a lot of raw baby carrots, oh, and they feel very hard on my teeth. He said, that could be a problem if you have a an old-school filling okay. in the tooth oh, you're sure. using. He said, because it weakens the tooth, and they could that could pop out, the right, old-school fillings. Right, but that's fillings. not your teeth. Right. So that's, that's not, not my teeth. That's not a fair comparison. Yes. 
That's like saying I had something to eat that was a little harder than normal and the uh, the cap popped out. Well, that's not my tooth. Yeah. It's fake. It, it is wild if you – and I think one of your sons recently got his uh, wisdom teeth yeah, out, right? Yeah, Matthew got all four of them taken yeah. out. Yeah, and when I had mine taken out, it is wild how big oh, yeah. a tooth actually oh, is, That how far how it goes. How far down in. the gums it goes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I the, know. The legs – the four legs on a tooth? It's crazy. Yes. I know. It's I know, insane. So when you think about breaking teeth, we, I, I think the assumption is like the tooth just ends right, right at your gum line. Right. And where no, you don't realize how far down it goes. That's only half of it. Yeah. The other half digs deep. It's like an iceberg, Jerry. It is crazy. It's the underneath I, part you have to watch. It is nuts. Yeah. So I was happy that I um, didn't have any uh, tooth problems. Yeah. Yep, me too. So I was very excited. Yep. Never want tooth problems. Never want tooth God, problems. Tooth problems. Yeah, that's why you have to like uh, on nights when I am lazy and I don't feel like flossing. I always floss because I think you. I don't want tooth problems. Or when I'm lazy and I don't want to brush my teeth at night. I don't think I've ever had that. I have the flossing. I for sure have passed on. Yeah, brushing the teeth that is a no chance. That's disgusting. There have been times in my past when I got home really late, like from out, and I'd be like, you know what? In You're the good. morning. I'm good. I'm just laying down here. Maybe it's I'll fine. maybe Just don't I'll go out then in the morning without brushing. Your maybe teeth. I'll swish with Listerine and go to bed. Well, that's fine. That's still doing work. Because really, that's where we should be right now in tooth care. That just swishing with a solution should be good. Yeah, because I'm getting in between all yeah, the teeth. You would think so, right? You would think so, but we're not there yet. Yeah. Who we do I talk to? It's like streaming. We haven't perfected it yet. Yeah. Maybe my brother-in-law, who is the dentist, maybe I work with him on design a new solution. Yeah. Where you just. And I had to do Mal that thing. <laughs> yeah, it would be so funny if you're a mouthwash mogul. Mouthwash mogul. You remember his days in radio? Now he's a mouthwash mogul. <laughs> he had the idea of making a mouthwash that's strong enough where you, wherein you don't need brushing. Probably would be awesome. It's a it's a mouthwash, teeth whitening, stain cleaning, um, all those things. I think they have it. It's called bleach. Bleach. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that would be, if you ever came up with that, you'd be printing money. Yes. And when I went to the dentist yesterday, I had to use their bathroom to brush my teeth because I, right. I don't want to go in. I had to take a dump? No, I did not take a dump. No way. That's a single bathroom that's right in the middle of everything. <laughs> you cannot take a dump in there. What if you have to? Uh, I don't know. And I did have to go to the bathroom. When I got home, I woo, ran right into the bathroom because <laughs> my stomach was not feeling good. Got it. Yeah. Uh, now I got another dilemma I want you to help me out with here. What's the matter? Trying to just decide between a pork chop and chicken tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I had salmon last night, so tonight is a chicken night, oh, Jerry. Okay. I'm going right back. Oh, but by the way, I did uh, another big thing I did yesterday, Jerry. Um, I did make actual eggs, and I cracked the eggs not without, that hard. without getting the shell in. Good for you. I told you, not that hard. I did three eggs. Nice. I whisked it with yep. a fork. Now, did you put water or milk in? Probably no. water, right? I didn't do anything. Oh, you put water in to make it fluffier. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. How much water? Not much. Very, probably a little bit. Like Yeah, these were very uh, not fluffy. Yeah, you want to put like an ounce of water in it, and then you whisk it with the water, and it just adds a little fluff. Really? Now, don't get me wrong. You're not getting poofy eggs. I don't yeah. mean that. But they're not going to come out like, as you said, flat. Yeah, I kind of like the flat eggs. Oh, well, that's fine. Because they were. <laughs> of course you do. Because they were almost crispier a little bit. Well, that depends. Now, you can do that with any eggs. You cook them a little longer. 
But if you want them just a little thicker and fluffier, you add some water to it. All right. Just a, a I saw because the, the the other morning uh on Sunday Gina made eggs. Yeah. And I saw her pouring milk and I go, "What are you doing?" Yeah. She goes, "I'm cooking. Do not bother me." Yeah, well, I, I did like, milk for the longest milk? time and then one time we didn't have milk, I added water and I actually found the water to be a little bit better. Really? Yeah. All I've right. always used water ever since. Good tip, Jerry. Yeah. I made three eggs. I could use one more. Four eggs, I think, okay. is my... That was lunch? Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. If that's all you're eating, four eggs is fine. 70 calories an egg. So it's a 280 calorie lunch. It's perfect. 70 calories an egg, you said? Yes, with the yolk and everything. Yeah. Correct. Yep. And I think the egg white, if you only have egg whites, I think it's like 20 calories an egg. So you're getting a lot of, as you say, the nutrients from the yolk. Yes, I am. Yep. I'm yoking up my uh, nutrients. Okay, here's my dilemma, Jerry. You know I don't like to do anything other than go to dinner. You love doing nothing. I like going to dinner. Yeah. I occasionally like to go see live concerts. Correct. But everything has to fall in line. You know what I mean? It's generally got to be close to me, like Asbury Park. On a Friday night. On a Friday or a Saturday. Yeah. or if it's somebody that I don't get to see very often, like someone who doesn't come around often, sure. uh, like Bruce Springsteen, I'm going to the garden, mm-hmm. but it's a Saturday night. Right. So one of my favorite bands, that's not a big band. Chicago. No, my band, my band Too Much Joy that I like. Too Much Joy? Yeah. I've that's never heard of them. Annie, who used to work here, her brother's band. Really? Yeah. So Too Much Joy is this like alternative rock band. How do I not know them? Uh, they didn't have many radio hits. Oh, okay. But they were popular in like the late 80s, early 90s. Okay. I'm going to go 89 to 88 to like 92. Sure. Somewhere there. Maybe 94. So I do love them. They did a reunion one-time show when the drummer, who was an NYPD cop, retired. Right. They're doing shows again for the first time in 15 years. Okay. But they're only doing like they're doing one in Boston, one in New York, uh, uh, one somewhere else. So what's the problem? You're going to go see them, right? They're playing the Mercury Lounge in New York on a Sunday. You take Monday off. It's during football season. So what? Honestly, so what? You know, cool games you don't want to miss. I got gotcha. you. You don't want to miss your fraudulent five. I think we've proven we can do that on another day. We don't do it on Monday anyway. So what? Like, if there was, you know what's so funny about that? If there was ever a day for you actually to take off, because there's so much for them to talk about. Like, not that they need me or Eddie anyway, but if there was actually a day to take off, it's a Monday. Loaded with crap to discuss. Take the day off and go have fun for Christ's sake. Interesting. When is this? This Sunday? <laughs> no, no. But it's this month. It's the last Sunday okay. of the month. So you take it off. October 30th, I guess that would be. Yeah. So take off Halloween. And we'll make a, we'll make a joke. We'll say you're, you want to take off to go you know, trick-or-treat. Trick-or-treating. Either that or be the creepy old guy that's, uh, you know, that's preying on the children. <laughs> we, we can have fun with it. I would take off and just go do it. Like go into New York City? Uh, it's a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Right, I could die. I could take the train to Sea Caucus, and then take I, I drive yep. to Sea Caucus, take the train in. Yep. Where, right. Where's the Mercury Lounge as opposed to the Garden? How far is I'm it? I'm not from sure there? where the oh, Mercury okay. Lounge is. But you might know. It's actually, I think it's like on 11th Avenue. 
So I think okay. it's it's pretty close. I'm going to Google well, it. Well, 11th and what, though? If it's 11th and 80th, I mean. No, no, no. It, it's not 11th and 80th because I, I, I know I, I saw something there years ago. Okay. And I even think I went to lunch there once, like during oh, the really? day. Yeah. Let me see, Jerry. Mercury Lounge. I would say go. I know you said it might be the last time you see them. That's true. Uh, East Houston Street. Oh, okay. So just on the other right side. Right here. Well, are we west or east here? I don't know. Oh, we're the west. The East River is by uh, Queens. Oh, okay. Yeah, then it's on the east side, but right here. I could probably even just walk. Decision made. You're taking off October 30th. Or, I'm sorry, October 31st. Okay. I'll put Go that to in show. today then, I guess. Yes. I'm glad you talked me into it, Jerry. Go to your show. Live, you're saying. Yes. Live. I did steal that. I put that in the calendar. Yeah, oh, good. Live, damn it. Live. But a part live. of it as part of a whole yeah. phrase. Okay. Yeah. Live, damn it. Live. Mercury Lounge. Jerry, the Mercury Lounge is a place where indie headliners and up-and-comers have kept this small music venue crowded since the 90s. Okay. Hmm. How about the idea? I thought of this driving in. So I was listening to, I listen to Sal like I do for half the ride. Yeah. And then I listened to um, KROQ out of Los Angeles. I streamed it on the Odyssey app, which I got to tell you, I know we get people that tweet us about how bad the app is. Yeah. I love the app. I'm, not, I'm with you. I've not had any issues. I have no issues with it. And I listen to K-Rock in L.A., the fan in Dallas. Sometimes I stream this at home um, in the kitchen with the Alexa or whatever. And I'm not saying this because they're asking us to or we're getting paid to. We're not. The Odyssey app is phenomenal. Anyway, so I stream K-Rock driving in, I guess, from about 325 to 4 o'clock, about 35 minutes. And I'm listening. No doubt they were playing some new stuff. But then, you know, there's Weezer, and there's Green Day, and then there's a Pearl Jam song. And I'm sitting there thinking, when I started driving in 1991 is when I really started. I mean, I always listen to music for sure, but I really got into music in 91 in the car. Um, And you start to think about in the early 90s, you know, Pearl Jam and the Foo Fight, all these bands, that the music to me, to me, the music from nineteen ninety, the early 1990s to now the early 2020s sounds the same to me. It just does. The Foo Fighters from the early 90s to the Foo Fighters now have the same sound. Right. And it's while, consistent. Very consistent. And while they've gotten older, clearly, their sound hasn't. And it still works, which is why when I listen to 92.3 or K-Rock out of L.A., I could be listening to a Green Day song from 1998. It doesn't even hit me that it's 24 years old. Right. In 1991, to have that same feeling, you would have to go back to rock music from 1961. There's no way it stayed consistently the same. No, it did not stay the same. A much, much different transitional period those 30 years to the last 30 years. Yeah, I think because the bands have stayed the same, their music is consistent. Right. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. But this, yeah, I guess I just think like the sound of pop music in 1961 was not the sound of pop music in 1991. And 1991 to now is pretty similar, I would say. Yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, a little right. more cursing, I guess now. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Whitney Houston, uh, Paula Abdul, and then you compare it with the. I guess the other ones are a little extreme and different. I don't know. Katy, but Katy Perry to me, very much like Paula Abdul. Sure. Same type of pop sound. If you're going back to Martha and the Vandellas from 1961, 
1991 with Madonna. I don't know. To me, a, somewhere it changed dramatically, and I feel like from then to now it hasn't. I'm going to say it changed dramatically from the 70s to the 80s. 70s, 80s? Yeah. That sounds about right. Because what's weird is looking at the people who released albums in the 70s that also released albums in the 80s, and there was a big change to their sound. Okay. Like if you look at Van Halen in the 70, late 70s yeah. to the mid-80s, Aerosmith, same thing. Uh, what about the Rolling Stones? Stones changed depending on the... Mm-hmm on what was going on. Like if you look at like even in like the when the disco era came, they had some songs that they weren't disco songs, but they they had a different sound. So they try to stay current with the times yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. And I don't feel like that with the alternative rock bands. Right. It, their sound is their sound and that's how they're gonna play it. Yes. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's more consistent. Because I was thinking like in night you know, in the in the nineties, my parents listened to CBS FM. And they probably still do, even though that sounds different now, too. But it just had such an old sound to it. And now I'm thinking, well, that's me now. Yeah. And I'm not, while I do like that music, and it will pop up on Spotify with my the music that I've you know liked and downloaded, I'm consistently into the same alternative rock music that I've been for 30 years. Right. You know, and the sound hasn't changed. So I thought that was interesting. I leave uh, CBSF on, CBS FM on the Odyssey app at home for my dog all day when I'm gone. All right. But their tagline now is the greatest hits from the 80s. Yes. Like, that's what they're... I don't even think they run the 60s anymore. I'll definitely don't run the 60s. The HD2 they do. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, I don't even think they run 70s anymore. They might not. Maybe 79. You know what I mean? Sometimes they, sometimes they say in music that the decades start at the tail end of the other decade. So, like, the 80s really started in 79. Okay. And 90s music really started in 88, 89, like okay. when things started to change. Could be. Could be, Jerry. Could be. Yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, Odyssey app, we leave that on all day for I the dog. I think it's great. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I've had the, the problem with these interfaces and apps and things, when people tweet us or have a problem, it could be a million things. Right. It could be, is your phone updated? Is the app updated? What's your signal like? What's your signal like? Uh, how much memory do you have left on your phone? Right. Is it's not it just turn the radio thing? on. You're right. There's so many things that it could be. You're right. <clears throat> and you might be having a problem and the person next to you doesn't have a problem. That's very like, true. Right, like one guy, I told you, one guy emailed me, which I appreciate because he wants it fixed. He says that our podcast doesn't upload till the next morning. Meantime, I have people that tweet me an hour after it's over. Yep. Clearly, they're getting it. Yeah. So you're right. There's well, probably even, a numerous factors. I haven't had a guy maybe two days ago called me and said, uh, CBS Sports Network. He goes, hey, you got no sound on CBS Sports Network. I go, that's not <laughs> no, the, you don't have only, any sound right. on it. You're the only person that called me. Sir, hit mute on your on your remote yeah. control. <laughs> so it's either you, it's either your cable company. Sure. Uh, who knows? Yeah. There's a million things that could be going on. That's true. It's very true. 
It is funny. Everybody's got different problems. Yeah. So it's just, it's difficult to, that's why I can't imagine what goes on when people call like a help desk for their computer oh or something. God. Well, computers are so difficult to begin There's with. There's a Even million things that could be. Going on. Yeah. Yes. I always love the, the best one always is, have you unplugged it? Wait yeah. 30 seconds and plugged it back Yes. In. Yes, I have. That's the easy thing to do. Right. Yes, I have. Yeah. Well, do it again. No. <laughs> I'll say, I always go, no, next step. Because right. I just did it. I'm not waiting for it to reboot again. No, I know, I know. Give me the next step. It's got to be a tough job. You probably just deal with angry oh, people my God. all day, People got to be screaming. Uh-huh. So true. Here's an interesting topic that Gina wanted me to discuss with you, Jerry. Because her and I were talking about it. Okay. Where do you think we get our ethics from as individuals? Like... The way you're raised. If you're an ethical person, yeah. where did that come from for you to, for the most part, make ethical choices? I think I, nothing's 100%. Yeah. But I think a, a ninety a greater than 90% of everything you do comes from your upbringing. I think the way you were, for lack of a better word, the way you were trained, um, what you saw around you. The people you hung out with, um, part of it is what, what what you're made of. Also, oh, not just parents. You're saying you're right. Your no, friends I think it's that you the hung cho- out. I think it's the choices that you make. What friends you like? You're gonna have the best parents in the world. If you get caught up with the wrong friends, you're gonna fight yourself because part of you is gonna know. Oh, my parents wouldn't agree with this, but my friends, who probably you'll never talk to again after in 20 years. So if it's so I'm dealing with that with not dealing with it, but I see it with like my kids and their friends, how impressionable they can be. And I try to tell them all the time, you know, if you ever get into trouble at school. So there's been in um, in Middlesex and Monmouth County, there have been a couple of teenage suicides in the last just in the last month, I would say. Matter of fact, the Smashing Pumpkins actually tweeted out um the girl's picture because she was a Smashing Pumpkins fan. Oh, I saw that. Very, actually. very sad. Yeah, she's from Middletown. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so when things like that come up, I always try and tell them, is everything good? How are we doing? Yeah, everything's fine. And I always tell them, like, if some jackass in school is bugging you or something, like, just remember this. You're never going to see them again about a year from now. Like, I know in the moment it's really difficult and it can be, but don't let them brainwash you to think things you shouldn't or otherwise would. So I always try to have that conversation. Um, but I do think it's the people you surround yourself with, how you grew up, and really the examples that were set in front of you. I really do. You know, it's funny. If I look around, because now I'm at an age, have been at an age, where a lot of people I grew up with had kids right around the same time as, as us. I'm back in a town that I basically grew up in for the most part. No one leaves. The same people whose dads coached volunteer and coach when it's their turn. The same kids whose parents didn't don't. And it like that's a small little example, but it's kind of true of everything. What you see is what you might become. Now, for some, they can be rebellious, as you know. That's a completely different situation. And I don't know where that comes from. But in my experience, I think a lot is, is how you were raised. Well, that might come from then your friends more. Because if you're raised in the same house and you have one child who is ethical and one child that is sure. unethical, and they're both raised by the same parents, yeah, 
maybe with the time they were raised, something else was going on in the house. You don't, yeah. you don't know, but I do think time spent with the kids molds and shapes them too. So, and everybody's got to work. So please do not misunderstand me. There are a million, um, dual working parent homes out there and I get it. It's, you got to do what you got to do to survive. And I've been blessed to have very strange hours where, yes, I sacrificed sleep and might have sacrificed years at the end of my life. I don't know, but I certainly think it's possible. But I don't think I can ever give back the time or would want to take back the time that I was able to give them by having a different type of job. And I think that's that plays a part in it, too. You know, instead of, instead of uh, you know, the boys on computers all day or just – being left alone to figure out what to do where they get in trouble. I was out there playing with football with them and doing it because I had the time. A lot of people don't have the time. Right. I was kind of very, but that's the only way I would answer that. Cause I think otherwise, like you tell me what's the answer. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I had some fear of pissing off my father. Yeah. Well, that's, that's part of right? your upbringing. Right. Of course. Wanting to make your parents proud. But I also think part of that is they've given to you. You don't want to screw them. Like, right. I would certainly think. Like, I had friends. So that's a good question on something that I was thinking of yesterday when I saw this poor man get murdered, killed a Marist. Guy's just a nice guy. He's got three great kids that are in college. He's there for family day. And these Two pieces of crap are arguing outside. Turns out they got rap sheets. One's wanted for murder. And he gets hit with a stray bullet and dies. And I'm thinking, these guys are wanted for murder. Their rap sheet was ridiculous. They don't care. And they probably don't give a crap that this guy died. And all you could think of is like, well, where did they go wrong? To just not... We ever would... Let me ask you this. Because I was always the type when kids would pick on other kids bullet, whatever you want to call it. It used to annoy me. And I, guys, let's move on. You know, like leave the kid alone. Some kids don't care. I don't, where does that come from? Yeah, I don't recall being in that situation. I remember guys busting on each other like at lunch. That's different. But it was an equal. That's fine. Yeah. And that can be fun. I mean the poor kid that's getting picked on because they're a little chubby or they've got the zit on their forehead or like, wh- like what joy do you get and making this person feel crappy about themselves. That always bothered me. And I don't know where that person's wired differently to where they think it's funny. Right. You know, that sucks. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. It's just. What was her answer? What did she say? I don't know if she had an answer. Oh, right. Then. I think we came to the conclusion similarly. Like it's it, part of it is is in your genes and part of it is in your the way you were brought up. Yours is made. You made a good point of seeing it, seeing good ethics in yeah. when you were growing up is important. You're right. What you see is what you do. Sort of. I think we're we're programmed again. It's not a great term, but I think that's kind of. I think you're programmed by what you see and learn. You know, I think you can shape a kid. If you abandon a child, I mean, the stats bear it out. Kids from single family homes, some are tremendous successes. But more, I think more aren't, I think. And I think also, and this is just my experience, I don't know what the numbers would show. My experience is the friends I have that have gotten divorced, most of them, not all of them, most of them have divorced parents. 
Yes, they say it's the same thing they say about uh, single mothers come from single mothers, even though they saw the single mother struggle. Right. They still become single mothers. That's a weird. That's a strange phenomenon to me. It's it is odd. Other than they say that that's what they saw as a what a mother is. I guess maybe maybe subconsciously they realized, well, she can handle it, I can. And it's not the end of the world if I have to do it myself. Or even beyond single mother, meaning almost like teen mother. Like Mm. a teen mother, if your mom was a teen when she had you, you are more likely to have a child as a teen. Yeah. But you would think the opposite. You would think you'd go, oh, my gosh, I don't want any part of this. Don't want to struggle. Yeah. Let me get myself situated and not have the same path. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. How about that, Jerry? How about that? All right, let's do the warm-up show. That was interesting. Yeah, it was good. It was pretty good today. Pretty A Eugenio. Good. Eugenio, yep. His A name. Eugenio. A Eugenio. You A got it Eugenio. now. A Eugenio. He uh, comes up in the post. In the, no, warm-up show. Yes. This is the post-game yes, podcast. All right, Jerry. Uh, tomorrow is Thursday. Ooh, we'll look forward to a little Thursday Night Football. And more on the Mets and playoffs and kids and pets and... See you!